There's probably no more awkward conversation that I have on a regular basis as a pastor than the one that takes place in pre-marriage counseling. A couple walks into my office, and we have to discuss husbands, wives, and roles. Like, you know what's awkward when you have to give an explanation before you give the passage that explains it to try and come across in the right way in advance. You know today's word is a a challenging word, a dirty word, when the pastor who in preparing and talking about a wedding gives options to couples for the vows that they take and chooses not to use the one that's in our hymnal that includes the word submit. Because I know how awkward it is for the people that you might invite to church to hear that and have you utter that if you are a female and have it be the only thing they remember. I know how awkward it is in today's world and how dirty it is by culture's perspective because when I was engaged to my wife, my classmates who were also pastors loved to poke the bear. And every once in a while they would make sure my wife was reminded that, that she was going to have to submit to me. And when they said it, and in the way in which they said it, she did not much like it. So I know that it's a dirty word in the 21st century. I know that for many people in our world today, there's confusion about it. I, I in fact, would tell you that a whole lot of that misunderstanding, misuse of, abuse of, comes from the variety of definitions of submission. Like if you just Google the word submission, and you look at the definition and then you click on the images, you might not want to do that because some are PG-13, you will quickly understand why it is dirty. Like a majority of the images are UFC. Like the MMA, martial arts, where a part of the boxing slash wrestling and the goal of many of them is to, to get their opponent into a submission hold. That causes them to tap out give up, (laughs) be ended. Like just that alone causes some people to to say, how in all the world could there be a good biblical definition if someone is exerting force and power over someone else causing them to give up? Or how about submission? Like you're getting ready for college and College says you need to go through the submission of an application where you fill out information, you give facts about yourself, you, you attach to it your GPA and, and your high school transcripts, and, and someone on a committee somewhere gets the thumbs up or thumbs down, you getting into the college of your dreams. Like someone else has the position of power that gets to determine your future. Submission. Like you just look at the definitions in the dictionary, the images, the, it's no wonder there, there's confusion and no doubt why there is people in this world who would call it a dirty word. And that's really my goal for today. Like to undirty it for you. Like when the world's definition, culture's view of it, 
is something negative? Why, why in all the world would God have it in his word? And in what way does it still apply to us? What does God want me to learn and know today? And I'm going to guarantee you this. There are some of you here right now who have already checked out. Thank you for not standing up and walking out. But can I ask and pray that you would listen up because it's not me who's going to be telling you some things. It's going to be God and his word. And maybe you won't get all the answers that you have on it. Maybe it'll at least cause you to question and consider it. Maybe you will have questions going forward, which are okay. But maybe just for today, can we, can we allow God to speak to us and, and see why God would call for submission in different areas of life and what that means and in what areas we're to apply it? Because that's my goal for today. My goal is not to give you very specific applications in all the areas of submission. If I were to do that, you would be here for two and a half hours. That's five sermons, five different areas, with a whole lot of application for all of us. And my goal is to give you a biblical definition of submission, the areas of life in which God has called us to it, so we see it clearly, understand it, can begin to apply it in our life, and then also see why. Why would God call us to this? So it's going to be very much a shotgun approach as opposed to a rifle approach. And I'm going to apologize in advance. You're going to be drinking from a fire hose in order for me to get through this. So I pray you'll take notes. If you have questions, write them down. Like send them off later this week. I'll try and answer them. Maybe we'll do a Bible class on some application specifics. But for today, let's allow God to speak to us, to define it properly, to clean it up so that we can apply it in our life. So let's begin with that. My first goal is to give you a definition. Definition for submission. To submit literally means this, to yield to another's authority and will. Or maybe put this way, to willingly put yourself under another's authority. I specifically chose the two words that are underlined for a reason. I believe if you hold on to those words when it comes to submission, if you remember those words and apply them, you will begin to understand God's definition, God's perspective, what submission really is and what it involves. It involves yielding. And it is something God says to do willingly. There's a difference between the submission hold of an MA artist that enforces their will on you. Biblical submission is a willing choice, something God says, do this willingly, out of love for me, and it involves yielding. And maybe that's the best way for you to visualize this and understand this and help you begin to understand the why behind the what. Like, let's just say, as you exit here today, there's no stop sign at the the exits of our parking lot. That as you get down to JJ or you go out to Highway E, there's no stop sign prohibiting you from going from French Road on. That there's, there's no street light stop signs anywhere. Imagine today if we're all just allowed to leave, leave how we want without any of those things existing. You'll have mass chaos on French Road. You'll have mass chaos on, on Highway E. You, if you get down to JJ and you just burn it through on French Road, that would be very dangerous. Like, there's a reason why street signs and street lights exist in today's world. For your safety, for your good, for the health and welfare of others and their good. And that's why 
I think it's a good visual to have the street sign of a yield sign from when God talks about submission and willingness to do it. Like a stop sign is a hard no, but a yield sign is a little different, right? Like all of you who've lived here in Appleton long enough know the, the way it works when you get to a roundabout. Like when you're coming into the roundabout, like the one on Richmond and Northland, there's yield signs in every visual area of your brain, like here, here, and here. They don't want you to miss it. If you're coming into the roundabout, you have to yield. The person in the circle has the power and the authority to keep going. And if you decide to just ignore the yield sign and burn in it, you might literally crash and burn. Like yield signs protect people, they protect safety, they, they serve a good purpose in those kind of intersections. It, and so the one coming into it has to yield, the person in it has the right of way, gets to take the lead and continue moving. They have power slash authority. And literally when we talk about submission from a biblical perspective, it's God putting up yield signs in our life. God putting up relational yield signs, God putting up yield signs in areas of spiritual relationships, worldly relationships. But in the areas of relationships, God's putting up a yield sign. Like for you as an adult in different areas of your life, uh, or, or you have freedom and, and, and you have rights, but when in these areas there are people who are in positions of authority and have the power, God says yield. And we're going to come back to why that's hard, but before we do, I want you to be able to identify the five areas of life where God has put up yield signs. And to help you understand it better and maybe why, because there's a part of you that's maybe pushing back right now, God does tell us that this is a very spiritual matter. God says this in the book of James, the wisdom that comes from heaven, so spiritual wisdom, heavenly wisdom, I don't know about you, but I want to be wise. Like, I want to be wise in a lot of areas of my life, knowledgeable in my job, but I want to be, have spiritual wisdom, which begins with the fear of the Lord. Spiritual wisdom, heavenly wisdom, is first of all pure. There's no errors. Uh, it, it, it's perfect. Then it's peace-loving. Consider it submissive. Like, when the world says it's a dirty word, God says it is a pure word, a beautiful word, a spiritual word. It, it's a part of being spiritually wise to be submissive. Like none of the rest on the list would be ones that you would say, I want nothing to do with. They're dirty, right? Peace loving, I'm for it. Consider it, God bless you. Full of mercy and good fruit, amen. Impartial and sincere, yeah, we want our world filled with those things. But submissive, <laughs> 21st century culture would not add that to the list of, of wisdom. But God says it is. So just look at what God says are the areas of life where we are to yield willingly. I'm going to put them all on a list. I'm going to give you a biblical passage, not Pastor Tim's opinion, God's truths. And here's where the drinking from a fire hose begins because we're going to run through it fairly fast. We're not going to apply it specifically. The first one in this, when it comes to biblical submission that is heavenly, everyone to God. Like at the end of time when Jesus returns, every knee will bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth and acknowledge God as authority. So because that's going to happen at the end of time, it's true right now in time. It's been true since the beginning of time. For Christians especially, 
Biblical submission, yielding, willingly putting themselves under God. The Bible says, submit yourselves to God. In other words, when God lays out commandments which are for our good, put yourself under them and, and follow them. God. Like, submit yourself to the authority of God. Maybe the best example of why God gives with his own words that he spoke to Job. Remember Job, that book of 37 chapters of, of misery and pain and loss? A good chunk of those 37 chapters, Job's miserable friends who did nothing to encourage him but everything to, to, to try and point the finger at him. And eventually Job got to the point of breaking. And after chapter 37, lo and behold, God decides to speak. And the first words out of God's mouth to Job are, Job, where were you when I made the earth? I am almighty, all-powerful God, authority. (laughs) And the same one who is almighty God is all-loving God, who sent and made promises to save. God has authority because of who he is and what he does. Willingly put yourself under, the Bible says. And it's first for a reason, because all the rest fall under that, because God's going to call all of us to, in different areas in life, to submit in different ways to others. First, everyone to God. Second, citizens to their government. The Bible says, let everyone be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except that which God has established. The authorities that exist have been established by God, consequently, Whoever rebels against that authority is rebelling against what God has instituted, and those who do so will bring judgment on themselves. It's necessary to submit, not only because of possible punishment. Don't just do it because you'll get a ticket. Not do it because you'll get a ticket or you get arrested, but it's also a matter of conscience. That goes beyond just the, the actual doing. It's the motivation behind, the heart behind it. Honoring your government, conscience, Submit. I'm not here to debate good government, bad government. God does not put a qualifier on submitting to good governments or bad governments. He says submit to the government. In the Old Testament and New Testament, there are many examples of of God's own people submitting to ungodly, heathen, horrible, wicked rulers. Because that's what God calls you to do. They're in a position of authority. God has allowed them to be in that position of authority. If God wants to turn the tables upside down and end a nation and end a kingdom, God has done it. He can do it again. But as long as they're in power, God has allowed them the opportunity to be authority. And he calls you to submit. And I know this is very hard. When you don't agree with the government, when you would do it differently than the government. When you think the person in charge or the people in charge don't have a clue. God says, I don't care what you think or the opinions that you have about them, honor them. That's godly. Third, employees to their employer passage I read before from 1 Peter is slaves to masters, but in that society, you either own something and everyone worked for you on your property, uh, or you're the one working on the property. Like, that's what business was. You had owners, masters, and you had slaves, workers. The truth still applies today, we would say, in a very general way, 
if you are under somebody in an area of employment, if they are in charge of you, in reverent fear of God, submit yourself to your masters, not only those who are good and considerate, but also to those who are harsh. Like if your boss is a jerk, does not give you a right to not submit. It gives you a right to give your two-week notice, but not willingly put yourself under them. If you like them and they're good to you, it's not the reason to submit. It's because God called you to do it. Employees to their bosses. It can be hard. I get it. You can disagree with some of the things your employers have told you to do. If it's your opinion, if it's not something that's biblical, but your, your thoughts, your conscience, you can walk. But as long as you're staying, God says, put yourself under. See, authority is something given to someone, entrusted with someone to have the opportunity to, to make choices and set direction. Employers get to do that. Now, here's the thing about employers. I want you to remember it. It might not be because they're the smartest people in the room. They might not have a better degree than you. They might not be as wise as you. Their idea might not be as good as yours, but they are the, the person who's in charge. Sometimes it's simply, like I say about myself as the lead pastor of 922, because they got there first. And if they're not smarter than you or more educated than you, you still are called to put yourself under. Fourth, maybe the most common and perhaps reason why it's very dirty in religious world today, wives to their husbands. Wives, submit yourselves to your husbands as is fitting to the Lord. In every New Testament section, Colossians, Peter, and also in the book of Ephesians, three sections where the roles of husband and wife are called out, this is laid out. Willingly put yourself under, yield. In all the sections, God has a very clear role for husbands. I'm not going into a husband-wife sermon today. Husbands, you are the spiritual leader. You are to be spiritually responsible. You have spirit, spiritually be the authority. God is a God of order, and the home is the first founded, established institution of this world, prime and central to life. God says, husbands, love your wife as Christ loved the church. In other words, put yourself under. Her, put her first. Wives, willingly put yourself under that leadership. But make no mistake, there's a difference between husbands and their loving leadership and submission. At the end of time, someone's going to be held accountable for the spiritual well-being of their homes and husbands, God's going to look at you because you've been given authority. And I'm going to make a qualifier in a few other areas later, but I'm going to tell you this, ladies, as a man, you're sitting there going, but pastor, you don't get it. There's so many men who've abused this. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. In a broken world, that happens. And that is horrible. It's not what God wants, not what God designs. I'm sorry that you've experienced that. And I know I didn't abuse you, but the human heart is off, and sadly, that relationship is really hard when Jesus is not in the heart of a man and hard even when he is, when it is. Last one. People at church, so Christians to their pastors slash church leaders. Have confidence in your leaders and submit to their authority because they keep watch over you spiritually as those who must give an account. In almost all of them, there's a spiritual flavor. God's established the government, so spiritually you are under because God has put them there. God, we put ourselves under, is spiritual. 
in the relationship of husbands, wives. God wants Jesus to be the center of the home. And in this one, spiritual leaders have authority within the church. And there's your list. All biblical, all passages, all from God. Before I go any further, I want to lay out a few things. I think there's a few notes that have to be made before I get into part two of submission, more of the why uh, and the how this plays out because of the who. First things, this sermon is not about those in authority. It's about the areas of life where we submit, but I'm going to speak to all of you who are in any position of authority. And I need you to hear me loud and clear. The yield signs are up by God, and we're going to talk about it in a reason, but the person in the position of, of driving, so to speak, in the intersection that has the authority, the right-of-way, if you are in a position of authority, if you are a husband, God has called you to love your wife like Jesus loved the church, love like Jesus loves. Fathers, you have authority in your home. Model the Father in heaven. When the physical, spiritual, and emotional welfare of the people you've been entrusted with are at stake, love like the Father. <laughs> who gives good gifts. If you are a boss, if you are an employer, can I have you look at how Jesus told his disciples to, to live in the world and what servant leadership looks like? Washing feet, put others first. To all you who are leaders in the church with me, like that's what Jesus calls church leadership to look like. Humility, grace-filled, you first, like love, and lead, use your authority, the, the, the things that have entrusted you to make decisions to bless other people, to be Jesus in your homes, to be the visible presence of God and what love looks like. When those things are in place, this yielding works <laughs> and will be blessed. Like if you're not married yet, if you're at the dating age yet, I pray that you start looking for a dude who looks like that. And dude, if you are dating some girls right now and parents, if you're raising them, help them understand what to look for in the person of the opposite sex. And that's disclaimer number one. And disclaimer number two, before I go on to part two, I need to say this loud and clear. Some of you are sitting there right now going, Pastor Tim, this is really easy for you. Like, easy for you to say. Like, if you look at the list again, I'm like, like a church leader and I'm actually an employer in some respects because I'm the lead guy and have people under me. I'm a dude and I'm married and my wife has to submit to me. Like, like all these different areas of life, I, I don't have to, it doesn't apply to me when it applies to so many of you in more ways. Two things. One is I'm still a son. I'm still a Christian. There's leadership over me at our church and in our church body that I'm under and even in the positions where I lead, it's not easy. It actually comes with a higher expectation from God. Like they must give an accounting if you are a leader. Last one. For you little kids who are here, you know which one you didn't see up there? Children, submit to your parents. Here's why. God does not give you the option to make a willing choice to put yourself under your parents the Bible says, obey your parents and the Lord. At a certain point, you get to be an adult. But until then, you aren't willingly choosing to put yourself under. God says, you're under. Obey. <laughs> All the kids here are going, ooh. <laughs> no. Like, 
That is the truth. It applies. Some of the same things are about it being under. They're the leaders, but you don't get to choose. It's not a willing yielding. It is a stop sign in your life. All right. Those are the five. Before we get into the why, with those disclaimers, I first need you to examine your heart. Which of those five isn't going so well in your life right now? Which of those five in your life do you need to work on right now? Is there an area where you're a little bit off and, it's, and you don't know why? Maybe why is it such a dirty word? It would be good for all of us to understand it's dirty because your heart is dirty with sin. Like it's used right here in the Bible, the Apostle Paul, Romans 8. The mind governed by the flesh is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law. It says everyone put yourself under God and yet our sinful heart, our sin-stained heart, does not submit to God's law. Doesn't want to, can't on its own. The biggest reason why submission is so hard, I would pitch to you the biggest reason throughout history and time why submission in any of those areas has been, has been hard is because the human heart, and perhaps like no time than ever before, American culture today says, I call the shots, I make the rules, I'm the boss, you don't get to tell me what to do, I get to decide what I wanna do, it's my life, my decisions, my way. Like at the end of the day, the reason why submission is so dirty is because our sinful heart doesn't like it. And you can go down that path and not submit, but your life relationally will be in danger. The more yield signs you blow through, or say no to spiritually, it can lead to a great crash, might be eternally. So we probably would all do well, I know I would, to check my heart because I struggle with submission. Like those people religiously who are over me in our synod, I don't always necessarily agree with them, the things they choose to do, the paths they take, but they're not biblically wrong, therefore, Pastor Tim, yield. And in my home, how does that play out? In my workplace, how does that play out? I don't know what area is hard for you, but understand the reason why it might be hard and why things might be off is because of submitting to God and his word and following is difficult. So now we got the five areas. We got the definition, yield willingly. Now I got three whys and what's that I think are important to the topic. Again, I'm not answering every question. Some of you right now are saying, Pastor, let's go there about the government and submitting to them and masks and vaccines. Not doing it. Okay? Not doing that. Not today. <laughs> not going there. Biblical submission, all these areas of life. Truth number one, the why behind the what. Why would God call us to submit? It's godly and it's for our good. When God says to children, obey your parents in the Lord, this is the first commandment with a promise that it may go well with you and you may enjoy long life on the earth. Kids, listen up. When your parents are trying to tell you, live this way, do this this way, I'm trying to help you. I don't want something bad to happen to you. Like riding your bike with your helmet, staying off of the street. When you drive your car, don't use your cell phone. Obeying them is godly and it's for your good, for your safety, for your well-being. When they speak into your relationships, it's good. Husbands and wives, 
if we can follow God's roles and live you first with the different roles, it is so good. You will have a thriving home. Like put yourself under the other person. If husbands do that, the love of Jesus will be shown. A wife who sees that will will see the love of Jesus and willingly put herself under because the direction you're going in is a godly good direction. Like it'll go well with you at work if you submit and put yourself under. You might not agree with every decision. You might not agree with everything they say, but you will get a paycheck. (laughs) And that's good. Because you can provide for your family. Like any of the areas of our life, when we obey the government, follow the laws, it's good. And God says so, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding and all your ways submit to him and he will make your path straight. Why would God put all these submission areas of life in place? He wants you to get from point A, your life here on earth, to point B, your life in heaven and he wants it to be in the straightest possible way. Like it doesn't mean it won't be a challenging road. It doesn't mean it won't be a lot, some uphill. It might be some downhill. There might be some slowdowns along the road, but he wants it to be as straight as possible when you don't submit to God and put yourself under his word, follow these areas of life. You get off the path, it gets challenging. The road through the woods is filled with a whole lots of mess. I don't know what different areas you might want to head down, but that's not the straight path. That path comes with challenges and difficulties, and it's hard or to be this destined for there. It's good for your good and my good. And I know it requires both sides to carry it out in a godly way. But it is godly and good. God knows it. He instituted it for a reason. Number two, when it comes to biblical submission, I need you to hear this loud and clear if you are in a position of authority. I need you to hear this uh, loud and clear if you are in a position uh, of submission. Number two is authority does not equal superiority. If you are a husband, it does not mean you are superior than your wife. She's probably smarter than you. I'm sorry, I had to say that. Hopefully, my wife's watching. <laughs> Doesn't mean your decision's better. It means you've been given authority. You need to make a decision. But sometimes the decision is to choose that person and their wisdom. Authority does not equal superiority. Like I've jokingly said it before, I think I might have said it early in the sermon. I'm the lead pastor here because I've been here the longest. Pastor Mike is smarter than me. Pastor Jim is more empathetic than me. Pastor Bill is funnier than me. Pastor Michael, he's a far better bit class teacher. I'm just the lead pastor because I was here first. Not superior. Doesn't mean I have more worth. So whatever role you're in, say this to the wives. This is not a superiority thing. Your worth is of greater than gold. The Proverbs say it. Authority does not equal superiority in the church. All gifts were given to the church for a purpose to bless the other gifts, the Apostle Paul says. So those who lead in a church aren't any better. They just have a different position of influence. Like, hold on to this. Remember this. Like, hopefully this can help your heart undirty the word. It's good, and it's not a superiority worth thing. Last, like I told you, fire hose, shotgun, still going. It has an exception. You must obey God rather than human beings. Like Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they willingly put themselves under, changed their names, did everything that heathen king, that ungodly man asked them to do, but not break God's laws. They they asked for ways to, to not do it, but when push came to shove, bow down, worship the king, pray to me, bow down on your knees and acknowledge me as God, they said no. They said no. 
If your employer asks you to cross the line and sin, do something that is illegal, say no. I know you might get fired. Or walk away, but God says say no. Do not put yourself willingly under someone doing something that goes against God. Wives, submission, willingly putting yourself under, yielding to your husband when he's spiritual leading, but if he is going outside of the context of God's word, no. Do not follow. Speak up, just like the disciples spoke up. If your church leaders teach you something that is false and wrong, I'm not saying you agree with their vision. Our opinions might be different. I'm saying, biblically speaking, if there's false teaching, no. Do not follow where I lead if I ever take you down that path. God wants you from point A to point B straight as possible. Obey God rather than human beings. And all that's going to be really hard, isn't it? (laughs) Like you saw the human heart that makes it hard to submit. There's so many areas, so many challenges, things we disagree with. For all the times you failed and for thinking of how you can do this in the future, let me give you the answer. Like one more why and how on biblical submission. His name is Jesus. You heard me read it before. In your relationships with one another, Philippians chapter 2 says, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who didn't consider equality with God something to be grasped, but made himself nothing. He put himself under. Jesus had authority as God himself. He's the ruler of the universe, and yet he willingly set it aside and willingly put himself under the Father, made himself nothing, took on human likeness, being found in appearance as a man. He humbled himself and became obedient to death on a cross. Submission cannot be a dirty thing if the Lord of heaven and earth, the Savior of mankind, did it. That makes it a beautiful thing. In fact, if it was dirty, then how could it be possible that his submission made you and me whiter than snow from sin? Like, if you want to look anywhere for the motivation, the ability, the when, and the why of submission, look at Jesus. Because Jesus yielded to the Father for your good and my good (laughs) to get us from point A to point B to make us clean. The Son of God himself yielded so that we might be made whole for our good. The world's got the word wrong. And I know we don't live in a perfect world, but May we as God's people see the word for what it is, understand what our heart is, and maybe consider how God would have us willingly yield to others in authority. And just maybe, just maybe, as we do, we will see the world in a different way with a whole lot of blessings that we're not currently experiencing, lives that are thriving. Because that's what God wants for you and me. Like that awkward conversation <laughs> that I don't like having with husbands, wives, and roles, I had to have with my own son and his fiancée, who's a little newer to, to Jesus in church. And I'm like, uh. <laughs> That truth right there reminds me why that conversation can be so good. Because any relationship where Jesus is center, whether it's home, 
whether it's the world, whether it's a government, whether it's at work, when we live that way and willingly put ourselves under and yield as God's called us to, God will bless it. I know he will. Jesus' example proves it. Let's pray about that. Heavenly Father, I thank you for, for just everyone here who willingly listened today. Like this is a hard topic, uh, but an important one. So I pray, Lord, for those who are in positions of authority, all the, the husbands in the room, the fathers in the room, that you might give them wisdom and, and a you-first heart. I pray for all of us, Lord, in the different areas of life where we're called to yield, and it's hard because our sinful heart says, no, me first, my way, I get the rights. So work on our hearts, Lord, in the areas that you need to. And then bless our homes, bless our lives, bless our church, bless our, our world with people who, who live in this way because then you are seen. It's not just godly, but it is for our good, physically, spiritually, emotionally, and eternally to get us from point A to point B with you. Until then, Lord, bless us with this tough topic. And thank you, Lord, for not allowing this word to be one that's dirty in our minds or lives.